The whole crew's back for season two. This is Dr. Jesse. Cloud your ears with that Gucci knowledge. Logan, warning, stand clear. This could affect your test results. At the tone, Eastern Daylight Time, 23 hours, 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Universal Time, 3 hours, 12 minutes, 35 seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock. At the tone, Eastern Daylight Time, 23 hours, 12 minutes, 45 seconds. How many kinds? Where can we start? We like Universal them, time, and we like them hours, smart. I like minutes, the ones with the pretty seconds. eyes. Well, I like all kinds of guys. Stop. What happens? How about the ones we especially like? Which ones? You know, the ones with the cars that go. I hear you. Get it? The show starts in three, two, one. That's right, this is the Doctor Whoever Project, and it is August 13th, 2021. Blowing minds from coast to coast, the Doctor is in. Hear anonymous experts with insider information straight from the source. Get the facts and judge for yourself at DoctorWhoever.com. Oh, hello, Jesse. How's it going today? What is up, Doctor Whoever? How are you? I'm doing great. That's right. I am Doctor Whoever. What you been doing? What you gonna say? How you gonna feel? How you doing over there on this lovely Friday the 13th? I'm doing good. It's Friday, so you know what I mean. Got a day off tomorrow, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm living it up. All Fridays are good, regardless if they come on 13th or not, right? Yeah, happy Friday 13th. Nothing crazy has happened today, but... Oh, please. Uh, Everything crazy is happening. And is young. Everything crazy is well, happening in the world. I mean, I mean world. in my life. I mean, I can't True. contest with the whole world. True. We're That's doing too fine much here. responsibility for me. Yeah. We're doing just fine here. It's the rest of the people that are going crazy around the world, it seems like. Well, um, speaking of, it looks like uh, Joel Greenberg and Matt Gates are back in the news, so look forward to that. And then we got some bacon news, and bacon might be disappearing for people in California. And what's the new meme stock going to be? It might surprise you. That's all coming up on Dr. Whoever's new, new news. But right now, let's get into this day in history. What happened this day and other years and time? You know, let's just go to Britannica and find out. On this day by Britannica. Today we're looking on at this day. On this day. If you could have anything in the world right now, what would it be? Oh, oh more time for thinking. I could use more time for thinking because I did not have that page pulled up yet, but happy birthday to Alfred Hitchcock, born in 1899. I saw um, a meme today and that makes sense why it was um, a scene from the movie the birds but oh, yeah. instead of the birds coming out they were twitter birds like animated twitter birds because like everybody's afraid of the tweets nowadays 
Yeah, some people have too much time on their hands to be making all these memes all day. I thought that was interesting. Also, uh, Fidel Castro, political leader, born in 1926. Boo. <laughs> and also somebody you like, 1946, Janet Yellen. Yellen be Yellen. Right. I know I Logan thought chair. she was boring. <laughs> you know, you can't be always, you know, an America's sweetheart when you're running the financial organization. Yeah, not everybody's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Also, we had the uh, fall of the Aztec Empire way back in 1521. That's all we really had. It looks somewhat interesting to that's, me. That's really interesting. It's a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah, that's the actually years pretty good. And, you know, some days I look on. at this. Oh wait, no! Oh my God, one of my most favorite people, Julia Childs, expert. Let's see, American cooking expert Julia Childs, who brought the art of French cooking to a vast number of Americans through her cookbooks and especially her program on public television where she became known for her humor and hearty voice died at the age of 91. So, R.I.P. Julia Childs. I'll be making a beef bourguignon later this week. Maybe I'll do it. I might do it tonight. I might stay up and do it in honor of Julia Childs. She died in 2004. I, I remember that because I graduated from high school in 2004. Yeah, it's kind of tragic. She really did transform, like culinary experience here in the United States with, you know, taking all those French recipes and, you know, making the little American twist on them and making them popular here in the States. Definitely. I enjoy making them. I don't know about those, like, weird jello things, but Logan got real excited about the jello molds, so maybe I'll make him one one day. Oh, yeah, Logan was super excited about your, what was it, your throwback food you had? From the 50s? Yeah, he, he said that was his childhood, uh, like, everyday meal, so, I mean. Every time we come over here, we feed him. And Logan's the best. Thank you for listening today. There's always more to read and discover at Britannica.com, where we have fact-checked stories of record. Links to more documents, sources, videos, and, of course, podcasts. Thank you, Britannica. It's always good to stay up to date on some little facts that are going around. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to a nice little fact checkup in the world. Ooh, no, I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to turn you off. I think, I swear that will come on no matter what you say. You don't have to say Alexa. Show. Yeah, the A thing will just come back on. Well, the first thing on my list today is just to throw out here some interesting um, little talking points that I heard over the past couple days. First thing... Uh, doctor was saying, not at the peak, his direct, direct quote, not, we are not at the peak of this. Another doctor came on and they were talking about something, you know, a little bit different about the rates of people dying in the ages. His exact quote was younger, whiter, and sicker. So, so talking just about COVID-19 just for our listeners. Yeah, but I mean, you should know at this point, just throwing that out there. We're not at our peak and they're younger, whiter, and sicker. So white people go get vaccinated. Um, I think you can elaborate on this for me. L.A. County unanimously passed vaccine requirements for shops and restaurants. Being a L.A. native, do you have any other information on that? I mean, I think L.A. is pretty progressive, so a good number of people have been vaccinated. But I think it's getting to the point where, you know, businesses are you know on the verge of possibly closing down again. Uh, people not working again, you know, having to go back on unemployment. It just gets to the point where there's a cure. Let's let's start just implementing that and start requiring people that have been vaccinated to come to work or you know frequent these businesses. And I think that's the right thing to do because yes. we can't we can't just shut down our economy because nope. you know people want to hold on to their ideals of 
of what they think is best for them when we got to think about what's best for the country and what's best for the community and you know what's best for the mom and pop shops that have been struggling for the last year like we've never been in a situation where things are bad but because we're choosing to be in a bad situation yeah i mean there's a cure there's people I mean, fighting to stay yeah. in a bad situation and then if you love this country and you believe in the constitution you got to believe in what this country has provided for you and a cure and the vaccine is here Believe in your country. Be patriotic. Yeah, Everybody loves to talk about America's the best country. Well, let us be the best country. Let us use the best minds and the best technology and the best army and the best supply chain and the firefighters and the police officers and our nurses and doctors and also smart elected officials like those in L.A. and San Francisco, which also became the first major U.S. city to mandate proof of full vaccines for certain indoor activities on Thursday. And that yeah. differs from some place like Florida right now, where unfortunately more than 400 students have already been quarantined since the first day of school in Palm Beach County. So let's just look here. We got Palm Beach County. No, you're not even allowed to say you to wear masks or suggested basically just some kind of craziness like oh like that doesn't do anything and then you have san francisco and la let's see let's see what happens do la and san francisco have tons of quarantines or are they doing just fine and is florida you know getting in the mud here it looks like it they they um they requested ventilators from the the administration the, Bi the biden administration and then um desantis the governor was up there like what huh what ventilators what what i never i don't think so I, I never heard about that and then you know jen Psaki comes out and they yes and here it is you know we don't just send ventilators for no reason to states they requested it somebody requested it and they got them so in your face um let's see also amazon is requiring all their workers to wear a mask um, I just talked to Logan a couple minutes ago. I was like, hey, what does your sister think about this? And his quote was, she's going to be quitting. <laughs> and I think it might be the case. Like, if you got vaccinated and you got to wear a mask all day and it's hot, you might quit and find something else, especially right now. Um, is it going to be just become like this lower class of people doing all this work wearing masks or just not getting jobs? And then are people going to get unemployment because they can't get a job because they don't want to get a vaccine? I don't know. Uh, who knows? Um, but in a bright side, New Orleans, southern place, New Orleans, but also tourism, they're going to start require COVID vaccines or negative tests for bars, Superdome, and other venues like that. Um, it looks like somebody said, we really have no choice. We are in a dire situation. Oh, that was Mayor Latoya Cantrell. What do you think yeah. about New Orleans? New Orleans? Um, that, yeah, is that like a trend? I think it's a smart move. I think these these you know cities are you know pushed the limit they don't no one wants to implement any of these policies whatsoever like mandating you know wearing a mask or mandating having to be vaccinated no one wants to do that they have no. no point in their their political careers they want to be the person saying you have to do this they're forcing these in this corner now to where they have to keep their businesses open they have a responsibility to keep their residents safe and their businesses open and this is the only method that they've seen 
that will work. And, and I mean, if you have full hospitals, the things that pop up, like your kid cuts their foot or breaks an arm or you get into an accident or you stab yourself in the leg by accident or you get glass in your eyeball. Like my cousin was working on a car one time doing something to the carburetor and it spit up like metal fragments in his eyeball and he had to rush to the emergency room immediately where he had to be seen like immediately. If that happens to you right now, guess what? You're not getting in there to get your eyeball checked out. You're gonna lose your eyeball because there's no beds and no medical staff to take care of you. So if you're not worried about COVID, worry about what other random thing might just happen and go get yourself that vaccine. Yeah, I mean, I feel really bad for a lot of these nurses and doctors. They've been dealing with this for a long time. And you know, at the first phase, we really didn't know what was going on. You know, a lot of us were kind of walking through the dark, especially a lot of our medical professionals. But now we know what's going on. We've been enlightened. We know we, we have years of data now to, to tell us how to act and how to act accordingly. And with a cure, yeah, we're still in the same predicament we were last year. It's it's crazy, and I feel bad for them having to continually deal with this idiocracy. It is kind of crazy. I just forgot we had butt, Jesse. So um, I'm gonna go live on butt. There we go. It's that easy. It's that easy. We're streaming live now on butt. <laughs> I love their name. I do too. But streaming live on butt. Streaming live. What is, on is that an butt. acronym for something? Yeah, broadcast, uplink, something, something. Yeah, some, it, mean, it means what it does. So it, if you actually knew, I forget what it even stands for, but basically it takes what we're doing here live in the studio and plays it on our 24-hour replay channel um, and cuts off whatever's playing in the 24-hour replay channel, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'm really enjoying that technology. So that thank you. Cool. You know, thank you for butt. Everybody, everybody appreciates good some good butt. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, let's get into Doctor Whoever's new, new news that you need to know right here on the Doctor Whoever Project. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, come on in. Tell me, what's the news? Good news. What's the news? Good news. I literally don't even remember. Have we already talked about Governor Cuomo resigning or stepping down yet? Uh, I think we have not yet. So, okay, so Governor Cuomo, if you don't know, he officially stepped down, so everybody can get their panties out of a wad about that, that he may have possibly touched some woman on her butt. All right, so he's gone. We got a woman in New York as the governor now. I think it's a good thing. She seems pretty cool. Um, I'll be curious to see what happens with that. That was definitely a Dr. Weber prediction, too. Yeah. So much destruction. This reporter asks, why? Local consensus places the And um, of course in Afghanistan, that's the main news right now. Uh, they're actually drafting... Uh, dra I don't know if it's drafting? What's it called? Not drafting. Deploying. God, I'm terrible. You can tell that I... I like grew up around the Fayetteville area, but like where Fort Bragg is, but I have really no military experience myself, obviously. Um, the Doctor Whoever Project is on air. Real discussions that matter with just a pinch of nonsense. Get bent back into shape with the Doctor Whoever Project. 
Let's um let's talk about the Afghanistan deployment and before we even get started talking about it, let's just play a clip. Clip uh I believe this is clip one, but it might be listed as seven. Early reduction of civilian personnel uh, out of Afghanistan, and that's what we're going to be focused on. Not a combat mission, uh, Lucas. Um, right, so a it's uh, they really this wanted is to. A very narrow. They really wanted to make it aware this is not a combat mission. So what they're doing is they're sending in these troops, three thousand from Fort Bragg Air Force Base in Fayetteville, Vietnam. Shout out to Vietnam, uh, North Carolina near East Carolina, Wilmington, all those kind of coastal universities. It's near where I went to college. I have a lot of friends from there. I know people that were, you know, enlisted. I know people that probably are there. I have family members that work near the base. So this is a big deal for people in the eastern part of North Carolina. They thought this was over. Um, there was one lady interviewed talking about her, her uh, husband went there and died. And now the son is going too, which is just, you know, just so sad to think about these families could possibly have to go over this again. But um, let's finish the clip. I believe it's regained. This clip has regained consciousness. Fully focused uh, mission of, of safeguarding the orderly reduction of civilian personnel uh, out of Afghanistan. And that's what we're going to be focused on. It's not a combat mission. Uh, Lucas, um, I've, I've already described this mission now three times. Um, we're mindful that uh, the security situation uh, continues to deteriorate in Afghanistan. And as I said before, our troops will, as always, have the right of self-defense. But this is a narrowly focused mission to help with the, the to help safeguard uh, an orderly reduction of civilian personnel. And why did you call this a combat deployment? Because it's insulting for Americans watching I, this I right disagree, now. Lucas. I don't think that it's insulting, and I'm not sure I share that uh, that sentiment at all. This is deploying into Kabul. You telling me that the Marines and the soldiers that are about to strap it on go into Kabul? Luke, this isn't Lucas, combat, Lucas. What I'm telling you is, and I've said it before, they will have the ability to defend themselves. They will be armed. Of course, they're going for a security mission. Uh, they're going for a narrowly defined mission to help secure and safeguard the movement of these civilian personnel, as well as uh, the movement of special immigrants or uh, men and women and their families who are applying under that process. That so the basic point for them to go is to help evacuate the embassy and some of these other Americans that are there that were working because it's it's advanced so quickly that the the hey, capitals are all falling so quickly that they're afraid that these people won't be able to get out. Is that right, Jesse? Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of a really difficult situation, especially for the Biden administration. They were really hoping to pull out of Afghanistan and not have any issues, especially this quickly. It's literally been two weeks. So from my understanding, they've sent in 3,000 special operations uh, military to go in and secure and make sure all of our assets and personnel are safely taken out of Afghanistan. Uh, I believe it's in Cabal. Uh, so I believe as well. You're correct. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's, there's no way around it. I mean, the United States stays there. You're occupying territory. We've been there for 20 years. We haven't seemed to resolve much. We're supposed to be training their military to defend themselves. Um, and, but also, it feels bad leaving and then watching the country that is absolutely beautiful. And, you know, women been liberated. We just saw a kids. lady was, she started a yoga studio. Yeah, and kids they're are getting educated. About, you know, but they're and not going to be allowed to have this. And maybe a week, in a week, that lady could be slaughtered and beheaded on a stick yeah, outside under, of her yoga studio, you know. Under like Sharia law, which is, you know, a very strict Muslim law. Uh, women don't have those rights to, to educate themselves and, yeah, I mean, participate in the economy and politics the way they do currently in some parts of Afghanistan. So, Which is why we're really trying hard to get the people out that helped us 
yeah, do I mean, whatever we example, did there. Like, I don't even. I almost said win the war, but did we? I mean, whatever. I don't even really know what we did there. I, mean, I don't believe there there's was, gonna be questions there was to a, come. A way to win the war, other than being able to train the Afghan military to defend themselves. I think that was the ultimate win for us. The win, but obviously, the, the almost, we, obviously we lost because yeah, but, it's been less than two weeks and they've already lost. So but we didn't really try to win. We wanted them to win. The whole point was for them to win yeah, themselves. But I, was, I was equating it. Yeah. A win for us would have been to train them good right. enough to where they were able to defend themselves. But I think that's part of the problem. America should have gone in for the win. Like We should treat it like we do Israel. Like There almost needs to be a two-state solution in Afghanistan. You know, it's like... They almost need to be able to do something like that, and America had the chance to do that over decades now. What, two and a half, something you, like that? You can't have diplomatic relations with a terrorist organization. But they're trying just, to do that right now. That's exactly what they're doing. It's, they're, I think this is the last-ditch effort to say that they're not going to recognize the Taliban as, a, as an actual government if they take control of all of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that, that, is, that is what they're saying. This is a last-ditch effort, but they're honestly, they have... There's, there's very little you can do with something like that, you know, Taliban. I mean, they're not a normal, rational thinking individual uh, terrorist organization. And it's just unfortunate that so many people are going to lose their livelihoods in Afghanistan mm-hmm. that have seen some type of normalcy, even though it's a war zone. But I mean, is it normalcy within that war? Is zone. it what we call normal? Maybe. And it's it's interesting when people say that. Well, it's only they don't know any different. Well, yeah, they do know different now because they have TV and they have Internet and they see what the world could be. And the new generation might be trying to strive for it, but there's not enough willing to fight for it maybe um i can't say that i've ever fought in a military and army here myself as an american so i'm not saying for anyone to go over there and risk their lives but if if that's the situation where it is complete and utter you know almost like servitude to this religion or have some freedom i think i would fight for some freedom versus you know and also some of those people now have to be not as religious like just like here in america Religion is uh, sliding down and not being as popular as it used to be. It's probably happening there as well. But all right, we got off onto a tangent on that one. <laughs> all right, let's finish this clip. You're not. Nope, this not is that the one. Doctor Who ever project. Grab your emotional support so animal clip seven. and get ready for That's a dose the goal. of reality. John Kirby was repeatedly asked if this is now a combat mission because U.S. troops have not been technically in combat in Afghanistan for some years now. He did not say it was a combat mission, but let's be clear. U.S. troops are in a combat environment. They are going to be heavily armed. They will have the right of self-defense. They are concerned about a Taliban challenge, uh, and they will respond with force under the rules if they are challenged. We also have U.S. pilots overhead. Let's not forget conducting airstrikes. So, so we are still helping them. I love Barbara Starr from now CNN. Of US troops, certainly she always explained things so well. I, I really enjoy her. That's, um, that's, I think she she was able to clarify a certain thing. It's, they said it's a peaceful exit mission, but they will be heavily militarized. They're con- continually you know, running airstrikes on the Taliban to make sure they don't advance. So in all actuality, it is warlike actions taking place in the region. We're just calling it a... Retrievement mission almost or yeah, I mean this is almost gonna turn into some kind of rescue mission, but all right moving on uh, US has also experienced an unprecedented number of immigrants at the southern border um, Homeland Security chiefs are saying 
Um, the, my, the Biden administration is facing serious challenges at the border. They're having to turn away lots of people, and they should be turning them away right now. Right now. Um, we can't be letting all these people into our country who knows what kind of variants they have. Um, we already have all these people coming in from Afghanistan that we have to let in. Um, so we can't be letting people in from all these random ass places, not knowing what's going on. But we also can't just send people out to the woods either. So that's a question for smarter minds than us. But um, brief statement on immigration at the border right now. What are your feelings on that, Mr. Jesse? Well, I mean, I think that what's going on at the border is a direct... Uh, result of our engagement with a lot of these countries in Latin America, we should have been providing support to these countries a long time ago. Uh, there's there's a huge issue in Latin America with you know I mean with with drug lords and there's an also a huge issue with climate change. You know they they've had a lot of flooding uh, of their regions there, and these people are fleeing to this to the United States in order to receive help. Similar to what's going on in Afghanistan, you know, I mean they're 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 fleeing oppressive governments as well. So I mean it's difficult, and we need we could use some people in in our our workforce to to do some labor jobs that doesn't want to be done by normal American people. Uh, so I think we need to really, really spend some time, uh, the United States government that is, and work on an immigration plan because what we have right now is is a stall. I don't think we've had, it's been 30 years since the United States government has passed some type of comprehensive immigration reform and it needs to be dealt with because there's people at the border that are suffering uh, unneedingly and inhumanely. Yeah, it looks like right now in July, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection apprehended 212,672 people, and that was just in July. So um, let's let this infrastructure bill go in. Let's start creating some jobs, some low-level jobs, and see um, what kind of holes we need filled, and then let's start looking at some immigration um, and see what we can do about bringing in some people that deserve to have a little bit of the American piece of pie. Um, because there's people in our own country that just are not cooperating and trying to help us get through this pandemic. Um, I think I have some clips of the My Pillow guy for one. He's just gone nuts. Get the apparently. word out. Get the word out. We'll be getting the word out. Keep going, keep going to frankspeech.com. Get the word out. Get the word out. We'll be getting the word out every day. They can't kill this our place ever again. We've and. Uh, so he um, obviously still thinks something about Trump and had a cyber symposium in South Dakota. This isn't about any politics or president or anything. If we don't get rid of these machines and computers in our election, it's over. They stole this thing that could, you know, you could say, oh, Mike, it wasn't China, it wasn't this, but does it matter? They did it through the, it doesn't even matter who did it anymore. It's over. Well, Mike Lindell from My Pillow has literally gone insane. Um, he was in South Dakota at a symposium about basically where he was claiming to basically show proof that the election was stolen. And he got up there and just showed random bits of information just from Windows startups and just odd text that you could possibly pull from Google or go into like a file index on your Windows computer back in the day when you would save something when you were a kid and you would open it up and it'd be all kinds of weird mumbo jumbo and be like, what is this? You remember, you ever done that before? Yeah. And you get some nonsense or your printer would just print out some weird shit? No, I got that when I was trying to, to upload a, 
a PDF, and then I went to go print it, and it was just like letters and numbers. Like, yeah. what was that? It's like basically what he's showing up on these screens, and all these people are in their suits and they're waiting, and he's he can't even start it because the internet's not working to stream because it's supposed to be st uh, streaming somewhere. I can't even stream. I'm streaming right now with my butt, and Mike Lindell from my pillow can't even stream. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I think the, the funniest part is I don't know if you saw the CNN special with Mike Lindell where he was supposed to do this cyber symposium and release all the data that they had to prove that the election was was fraudulent. And CNN brought their data person that's world renowned. And they, you know, we put up those, you know, Word, Microsoft Word little, you know, data stuff up there. And he's like, that makes no sense. That has that's nothing, nothing to do with what the election is. So I think it was pretty hilarious. See if he says any other stuff. Because he didn't want this to come out. Then they, then they sue OAN and, and, and uh, Newsmax just because they're going to fit here and try Oh, yeah, apparently he got the message from his lawyer that he was being sued live on television. He's like, walked off the stage. As journalists and as news media outlets, this is where our country's gone. You take away the, the free speech. And so they go after me, and they're going, well, we try and crush this company and, and take everything from them, and, uh, and then they go after physically. Now I gotta go around with a bodyguard for who knows how. <laughs> He's gotta go around with a bodyguard, okay. Yeah, I'm sure they're really out to get so Mike Lindell. Oh, there's more? Ruined so you, they take your computer. You got these things here so they start taking it down and then out there trying to discredit. You just heard, you just heard Colonel Phil Waldron. These guys, I couldn't believe it. I'm going, I'm going, what? So they stick, so it's called some poison pill in so that everybody's stuff would have been a problem. Ruined so you, they take your computers or whatever it is. I didn't even understand it all. I go, what? All right, Mike Lundell. They poison pilled him, Jesse. I just love his, like, Jimmy Kimmel stuff, like with Mike Lundell. Like, oh, God flags up but i don't know how this kind of thing keeps happening so i thought it would be a good idea to get right to the source uh, right to our old pal mike lindell who's the mike hi mike where the hell are they mike wait wait who 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 pillow pillow uh, no i'm not on the phone mike i'm over here it's oh, jimmy kimmel come on not now jimmy crumble i'm waiting on my space shuttle you're waiting on what you're what my shuttle! I paid an astronaut two million bucks to buzz the crowd at my Frank's Beach Valley and the son of a gun. So he has a website, it's like frank.com or something. You paid an astronaut. <laughs> He's trying to make his own Facebook. To... I tried to hire a pilot for a special surprise when we cracked open the Chinese. I love that he just machine. keeps going. He but just like keeps he just won't give up. Anymore, so I put an egg on the Craigslist. And within an hour this astronaut fella got back to me with great credentials. He's a space ranger. All right, I have another clip of him, too. What, what is, why is there he's, three? He's, you know, Mike, that sounds a little suspicious. I don't know what this one even is. I have three clips of, of the pillow guy? I didn't think so. Okay, well, Mike Lindell was just freaking lost it. That is fucking hilarious. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Did you see um, Jen Psaki have this great response to the Fox guys? No, I didn't. Do you have a clip for that? The no one knows What does the Fox say? You can always count on Fox and Friends. You can always count on the Fox and Friends to have like some ridiculous like question, but this is actually a Fox reporter at the White House 
trying to stump Jin Saki, who is looking, Saki is looking sexy. Let me tell you right now, she got a makeover. Her makeup's looking good. She's looking like J-Lo. Her hair was a little like, there was a little like crook in her hair the other day, but usually, mm, usually she is looking good. But here's Jin Saki. Did you call her Jin Sakatsumi now? Jin Sexy. Jin Saki Sexy. As the president tries to reach unvaccinated Americans, has there been any thought given, looking back, uh, to the possibility that he may have created some vaccine hesitancy when last year, around this time, the previous administration was rushing to get a vaccine authorized, and the now president said, I trust vaccines, I trust scientists, but I don't trust Donald Trump, and at this moment the American people can't either. Well, I think it's safe to say he still doesn't trust Donald Trump, so that hasn't changed. But he does trust scientists, he does trust data experts, and he does trust the people leading the CDC, the FDA, uh, which is the gold standard of approval for vaccines. I'd also note, because this question often comes up, that the president has repeatedly given credit to uh, scientists and experts from the prior administration, even as recently as just a few weeks ago, for their role in moving the vaccine forward. Yes, but at the time when Donald Trump is out there saying we're going to have a vaccine in the next couple weeks, next couple months, and Joe Biden is out on the campaign trail saying don't trust Donald Trump, did that create any kind of vaccine hesitancy? Not that we've seen in the data. I would note that at the time, just for context, the former president was also suggesting people inject versions of poison into their veins to cure COVID. So I think that's irrelevant. Boom! Get him. The FDA works on the timeline and of science. At the same time, we've also seen tens of millions of people's lives saved who have gotten the vaccine. That data is clear across the country. Go ahead. You know what else is in, or who else is in I don't trouble? I why some girls go out of their way to hate me. It's like, calm your ass down and come smoke a bowl with me, you weird ass bitch. Shit, I'm cool as fuck. So Rand Paul's in trouble. So apparently Rand Paul forgot to disclose that his wife bought a bunch of stock in Rendizavir when Donald Trump was talking about how great Rendizavir was going to be. And you're apparently supposed to report those things within 45 days. And he reported it 16 months later, which was, I guess, yesterday, a couple of days. So um, Ron Paul, Rand Paul, the doctor, doctor, formerly known as Rand Paul, who is a ophthalmologist, actually, if you want to know what kind of doctor Rand Paul is, found documents, filed documents with the Senate on Wednesday showing that his wife, Kelly Paul, bought stock in Glenn Gildan, what is it, Glennon, whatever, I don't know. The manufacturer of Rendizavir on, because nobody needs to buy Rendizavir because it doesn't work. Um, but they wanted to make sure everybody knows that they did lose money on it. So I guess it's okay as long as you lose money on the investment to uh, try to do swindly things without the American people knowing. If I'm out by four, that's all I need. And I don't At think once, I'm gonna you're get startled by the sight of it, grossed out and disgusted. It's obscene and enough to make your skin crawl. For most of us, bugs, especially cockroaches, are just plain nasty to have around the house. If you live with cockroaches, you may feel the immediate need to use insecticide to poison them. Scientists have recently reported, however, that this approach will not work because, like it or not, roaches are highly adept at survival. How are they able to survive so well? I should because he will, he will mock you. This guy, we ain't afraid of him. He will, he will 
Well, while we're talking about people that are in trouble, let's just go read a couple headlines, shall we, Jesse? Let's do it. Okay, I think I pulled like four of these headlines, and they're all different, but they all basically say the same thing. Headline number one. Matt Gates' week just got way worse. Wingman reportedly hands over thousands of files to the feds. You don't even need to read the article. <laughs> Our, headline two. Joel Greenberg provides investigators with thousands of photos and videos. Probably doesn't bode well for Matt Gates. <laughs> and clip... Oh, wait, I have a video, too. I have a clip of this. Oh, clip seven, please. Now we're going to have the latest on Florida Congressman Matt Gates. He's facing an FBI investigation over allegations of a relationship with an underage girl. And Republican leaders now say he could be stripped of his Judiciary Committee seat if the charges are true. Congressional correspondent Rachel Scott has the latest. Good morning, Rachel. George, good morning. The political future for Congressman Matt Gates really hanging in the balance here. As we learn more details about the scope of the investigation, not only has it been going on for months, we are told that it stretches beyond Florida and that multiple witnesses have already been interviewed. Mm -mm -mm. This morning, the investigation into whether Congressman Matt Gates had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old sending shockwaves through Washington. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy saying if those allegations turn out to be true, Gates will lose his committee assignments. Those are serious um, implications. If it comes out to be true, yes, we would remove him if that was the case. But right now, as Matt Gates says, it is not true and we don't have any information. Of so let's get all the does. information. But Democrats say more needs to be done. Gates sits on the Judiciary Committee, which has congressional oversight of the Justice Department. Democratic Congressman Ted Lieu so took he, this message to McCarthy. He represents the Gates Justice Department. <laughs> committee that has oversight over the department that is investigating him. Sources say that investigation has been going on for months. It started mm. during the Trump administration. Bill Barr, who was the attorney general then, was briefed multiple times. And this morning, we're learning the inquiry into his conduct stretches beyond his home state of Florida, and that federal authorities have already interviewed In multiple witnesses. Investigators are looking to see whether Gates paid for travel expenses for the teen, but Gates denies all of it. I have not had a relationship with a 17-year-old. That is totally false. And many still scratching their heads over this now infamous moment on Fox News that left even host Tucker Carlson confused. Oh, yeah, you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. And she was actually threatened by the FBI, told that if she wouldn't cop to the fact that somehow I was involved in some pay for play scheme, uh, that she could face trouble. I don't remember this. Mm. Well, that's always fun. We were just talking about how that we haven't got an update on this. And I, there was two more headlines, too. Article headline three, Gates associate providing feds intel and documents as probe into congressman continues. And article headline four, Matt Gates associate Green, Joel Greenberg used a private state database to access confidential information about celebrities like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. This is Hollywood, the most famous, the most glamorous place in the world. Idiot. It's a place of dreams, hopes, and riches, and its streets are filled with the studios, homes, and landmarks that are monuments to its greatness. Let's go Hollywood backstage and see this unique and fascinating place called Hollywood.
I don't know if this is technically pop culture news, but it's just weird. Um, a, did you ever watch 16 and Pregnant, that TV show 16 and Pregnant? That never made my radar. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of it, seen it. My, like, one of my good friends from college who turned out to be gay as well, just always watch it and be like, why do you watch that crap? That now it makes more sense. But apparently, this girl, Lori, some wick something, former MTV personality who starred on the reality show 16 and Pregnant, has been sentenced to more than six years in prison for child pornography. Isn't that weird? I have a clip of this, actually, it looks like. Um, As the president tries to reach unvaccinated no, Americans, I didn't think I did. has there been any thought given? I was like, why would I have a clip on that? But it's always good to get vaccinated. That was that clip from before. Oh, it's 16 and pregnant. That's the number 16. Oh, we're going to have to start. We're going to have to start spelling out numbers. Malfunction. Stand by. This is Dr. Who. Well, uh, it looks like on Wednesday she agreed to a plea deal in Kentucky. Oh, it's in Kentucky. Okay. Um, the, she would only have to do a short prison stint as well as undergo mental health counseling. So... Hopefully she gets some help for that, whatever that is, it's a little odd. And then um, another weird news, Harvey Weinstein again wins dismissal for sexual crime charges. So Harvey Weinstein out of the hot seat a little bit. Is he and in then, prison still though? Yeah, he's still in prison, but I think this is like for a, a different, he's already in prison for like a hundred years, but they just keep going on adding things. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this name, Melum Balaka? Well, she's that nerdy girl that falls in love with that Jim Parsons guy from Big Bang Theory. Mm -hmm. She is Jeopardy host number two, apparently. We can't get this Jeopardy host thing right. So what it's going to be... Jeopardy host number two. What there's going to be two. Oh, apparently they're going to alternate. And she came out and said, sorry fans who don't like me. I'm the new host of Jeopardy. I'm sorry. So I don't know what they're doing with all this. Like, it's just I don't watch Jeopardy. I don't know if they're trying to just make drama so people I mean, talk about Jeopardy I feel more. Like they had a good opportunity to kind of get someone really good and kind of bring some momentum to Jeopardy to like a new age demographic. Because I know you know some people watch Jeopardy, but it's never really been something I've been interested in. Mm -mm. Me either. You? No, I mean, no. I'm just, it's one of those things I used to pretend like I was interested in so I would look intelligent, but my mind has shifted to things like this. Hello? Good morning, motherfucker! <laughs> That's who it's featuring, y'all, period. It's Harry Styles. <laughs> you ready for that new Lizzo drop? I know we were watching it last night and I was like, no, nah, let's save it for the show because I wanted to like hear it with you. Um, you know, Lizzo's been coming out with all kinds of drama lately, um, like talking about shit. And I was like, why? And you're like, oh, well, she has a new album coming out called, is it drama? What's it called? It's called Rumors. Called Rumors. I mean, you know what it is? That Lizzo's one of those artists that People want to know what she's doing. Like, she's changed the game. She's one of those artists, you know what I mean? Usually, if you didn't look like Beyonce before Rihanna, you weren't selling an album. Lizzo kind of, like, changed the whole narrative on what it means to, to, to own what you look like, you know what I mean? Body, own y'all body, body, girl. Image, mm -hmm. you know I mean? well, let's hear what she sounds like. Let's do it. 
That's not even it. Oh, so, okay, it's in my other clip system over what? here. I was oh, going to say, like, is this my a bad. remix you got or something? My bad. We're in, I have another video system over here. I like it. All the rumors are true, yeah. What you heard, that's true, yeah. I fuck him and you, yeah. If you believe I do that, had to cut some hoes loose, yeah. Indy ain't no loose lips. Not them hoes trying to. So she's saying, yeah, I fucked him, I fucked him. If you believe it, I did it. Yeah, she's like, you guys can say whatever you want to say about me. Yeah, yeah, that's all true. I'm just gonna continue to do what I'm doing. I'm gonna keep taking all these rumors to the bank. Yeah, yeah this, this new album that Lizzo dropped, Rumors, features the one that we party B as well. And the music video is inspired by Hercules. If you've seen the Disney movie Hercules, Lizzo is basically one of the muses, and they're all plus size muses and gold dresses in kind of like a Hercules, Atlantis Hercules muse like. Um, with pedestals we, we've been to Athens we've seen all that stuff in person um, it's very reminiscent of a Greek architecture um, the style is really really artistic here's, here she is Oh yeah, I was like, is she pregnant? She's definitely embracing the pregnancy. I give her, I give her props. Well, um, while we're playing the rest of the song out, let's go ahead and get into our list. Wow, just another effing list. Yes, just another effing list because I think this list kind of goes along with this music we're currently listening to. Um, this list is the five takeaways you can get from the 2020 census data. Number one. The white population is declining for the first time in record history. We also like this. Number two, the U.S. became more urban. But people are living in cities more, I mean, that makes sense. Number three, decline in children. Adults are taking a larger share. Number four, rapid growth in unexpected places and losses in Puerto Rico and West Virginia. My hairdresser's from West Virginia. And number five, Rocketing Hispanic growth. So, Eso. let Latinx over there give us a give us a little takeaway from this. What do you take away from the uh, the census that? Uh, I don't mean I don't think any of the census data is pretty surprising to anybody that kind of like follows politics and like trends that are going on. Uh, no, come on, wait, wait, wait. Let's pause for a second. You're from Los Angeles. If you live in Kentucky or South Carolina, you don't see all these brown, black, Asian, Native American faces every day. Um, I was just getting a haircut earlier and my hairdresser from West Virginia, on this list number four, rapid growth in unexpected places, but losses in Puerto Rico, where Leo from Puerto Rico is from, who's on our show, 
and then West Virginia, where my hairdresser's from, who's moved here to Nevada. Well, I mean, let me let me finish my sorry. Since I, I had to give context, um, she said her daughter just started school this week, and she is one of the few white kids in the class. Being in West Virginia, it was mostly all white kids, and she said there was like one black kid in the whole like couple grades or whatever. Um, and she said she know oh I'm not racist at all, but she just feels a little uh, uncomfortable. And she was talking about stuff, and I told her a story about when I went to college and witnessed a historic African-American fraternity for the first time, and that was a little bit different for me. I'd never seen the stomp kind of thing going on before. So I was like, hey, think about in West Virginia when you drive your tractor to school, and it's like a cool thing to do. If you did that, everybody would look at you like you're weird. So, you know, they just, they see and grew up in different circumstances. She's like, well, that, that makes sense. So, like, that was a very interesting real-life experience that I just had today that translates some of this data. Yeah, and I think that a majority of, of the country is diverse, you know, in the major cities, and that's kind of like a what the United States is kind of moving towards. We have a lot of these other small-town, you know, states that are actually getting some Nine more diverse in, in, in a way as well because people are moving out there for, for jobs. But... Yeah, I guess you are right. If you live in an area like North Carolina and some of the rural parts of, you know, uh, West Virginia, it is majority white. But if you live in a major city like I have, like in Los Angeles or here in Las Vegas, it's been the trend that, you know, white people just aren't having as many children, which is means that the population is kind of decreasing. Uh, but they're also what's going on is a lot of people are having, you know, multiracial families. You're seeing a white person and a black person and a Mexican and a white person, Asian and a white person like our own governor here. Mm -hmm. It's just what the world is turned to. People aren't looking for what they look like. They're looking for something that's different, you know, opposite to tract. And that's creating, you know, just this diversity in our country that it's the real melting pot that we've always discussed that wasn't didn't always exist. And, you know, with the Latino population, uh, it's growing exponentially. And we're seeing, you know, the Latinos obviously the number one minority uh, within the country and actually becoming the majority in some states. As we've seen in California, it's actually going to be the case in Florida as well as Texas as well. So, I mean, that's this huge, huge shift in demographics. And I think a lot of what's going on has been used politically to scare people, especially if you're if you're from one of those places like you're referencing an all white area. Definitely. You're you're taught mm -hmm. to scare get scared. You're scared. losing you're losing the whiteness, you're losing America. But what's actually happening is a new America is is, is existing. Yeah, I mean this diverse, you know, blending of cultures mm -hmm. that I think the United States is always meant to be, how it was always designed. You know, I agree. No one here is from the same country. Even white people are from different parts of Europe. And if you all went back to their origin you were in Europe you would all be different. You'd be in France, you'd be in England, you'd be in Germany, and you'd all be, you know, different from every other country. And what and happened is people took the Bible way too seriously, and when it talked about mixing of races and things like that, people took it to heart back in the day, and it stuck. Um, stuck? 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 <laughs> what is wrong with me? I said I was tired earlier today. Your tongue is stuck. I got way too much sun. I was out decorating the patio today. Check out our Facebook page if you want to see my beautiful patio design. I did today. Oh, it's lovely. Just yeah, lovely. but but I think this 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 growing <laughs> trend for diversity is absolutely amazing. And once people just embrace the differences we have in each other, instead of like trying to look for differences and 
you know, pointing out the flaws in people and just live with your neighbor. Everybody can be chill. Yeah, our neighborhood is everybody's, so cool yeah, and Our neighborhood's very diverse. I feel like everybody, we live in desperate housewives. Yeah, maybe. everybody's looking for the same exact thing. They're looking for a job. They're looking to buy a house, and they're looking to take care of their their family. And they want to have a little things. fun every now and then. Yeah, you know? and they just have, like to have fun a little bit differently. Listen, listen to different music. When I first met you, Doctor Weber, you didn't listen to as much hip hop. I did as, not, as I did. You, you didn't grow up. You listened to rock. Doesn't make us different people or anything wrong. It's just what we're culturally used to listening to, and I think you've listened to a, you like a lot more rap now. Oh yeah, this I is like my new favorite song. Country music now. Lil Nas so. X, I sentenced you to five I years love this in Montero State Prison. Baby, bet. Couple X, hey. Couple Grammys on him. Couple plaques, hey. That's a fact, hey. Yeah. Throw it back, hey. Throw it back, hey. And this one is for the champions. Ain't lost since I began. Funny how you said it was here. I never heard all the commenting as he walks by. These headphones are really good, man. J Lab Audio, we got some good shit. Well, congratulations, Little Nas. Little Nas has a boyfriend, and he says he is the one. So, applause, Little Nas. I hope he stays happy. All right, so we're gonna get into LGBTQ news right now on the Doctor Ever Project. We'll be right back. Y'all yeah, good people. Yes, 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 yes. LGBTQ plus news making headlines. Stand clear. There will be glitter. Like feminine, or are you more like feminine? I can already tell when you open your mouth, a rainbow fell out. <laughs> okay, girl, bye. Bye. Most Americans are repelled by the mere notion of homosexuality. The CBS News survey shows that two out of three Americans. I can hear the dog snoring into the microphone. <laughs> he is not entertained by us at all today. I'm trying to figure out which one it is. He really is. I think I got it. Hey, you over there. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Stand by. Do you have any idea who Benny Drama is? If I said the name Benny, Benny Drama? Drama? I do not. Well, you're about to see who Benny Drama is. In a bid to promote COVID-19 vaccines among young people, the White House has recruited Gen Z TikTok influencers, one who who dropped another spoof video on Monday. Benito Skinner, a comedian whose TikTok handle is at Benidrama7 and boasts over 845,000 followers, posted a video I Monday know, which features I, I saw a the day video. in my life as a White House intern. After the trend popular on the social media... I thought it's kind of cool, but I guess some people the video do not was like also it. Posted to Instagram and Twitter. Skinner, flashing long white nails and dressed in a multi-pattern suit as he talks on the phone, says... One sec, democracy is calling. See well, it's actually on the video. I think it's hilarious. I've moment, seen it on Instagram. He walks down the hallway. Like, is the video like not yeah, here? You find it on Instagram. Imitating the oh, you can't find it on on, on uh, well, you have President video Biden up, to say so. the yeah, same but, thing after their White House win. Yeah, I, you're gonna have to find it on Instagram. The video was filmed oh. on July 20th. Before I, I thought mask it was requirements funny. were I, reinstated, I, I, I got a better the idea. official said Skinner cares deeply about getting people vaccinated and has a huge reach with Gen Z. Well, that's, I mean, Skinner it's the same thing they did with, um, from his White House visit on face? Tuesday as he continues um, to highlight me. vaccination. The Leo likes so much. Oh, uh, with, uh, Lil Nas X. Yeah. I sentenced uh, you to five years in Montero State Prison. Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo. 
Let's see if this is it. Baby bet, ayy, couple X, ayy, couple Grammys on him, couple Plex, ayy, that's a fact. Some of these ay, news articles are so hard ay, to find videos. Back, I always pull them early. Yeah, so just give people a background. Oh, here we go, Eric, talk while I pull it up. Like, just give people a background on what he actually did. Is, he just kind of like over over exaggerated very over gay normal gay you know overly gay things to do in certain situations and it, I think it was kind of funny it was comedic it was meant to be comedic to draw attention to what the White House actually does but I guess some people were offended by his portrayal well, of, of gay people in general in my opinion I would say just like they try to say things in Spanish or English and Chinese or Mandarin or whatever different languages he's trying to come across to the homosexual community or anyone that seems like they could relate to him and if that makes someone go out and get a vaccine that's i'm all for that i mean it was almost like watching the, like a drag show it's there for comedic purposes you know what i mean there's he's he's an artist in a way because he's a comedian so he was trying to make something funny so people just need to chill yeah just, just relax. relax like relax you know what i mean it's not like he's running the country one sec <laughs> democracy's calling there he is <laughs> see you daddy bye Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern. We did a joke. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh-oh. Usually, I start off with a big coffee. Sorry, I'm like really strict in here. Hey, Jenny. I booked you a nail appointment, love. Yeah, I didn't tell you to do that. It's called Initiative. <laughs> Hi, White House. This is Cooper. Sexy socket. I don't think so. Oh, it doesn't matter. This is actually the entrance to the West Wing. This is so fun and it's really prestigious. Oh, I like this. It's cute. Oh, this. Is Olivia it's Rodrigo funny. still here? No. It's funny. He's typing with the fake nails. We've a long way to fight against this virus. We've vaccinated 160 million Americans. Are you getting this all down? Don't worry, queen. It's all right here. Cooper. Sorry, Miss Jen. Hey, Jen. I think it's kind of funny. Mama. You know what kind of reminds me of Legally Blonde before she decides to do a haircut. It does remind me of Legally Blonde a little bit. You're right. Hey, if he's willing to do that, I don't know if he got paid or not. Whatever if he did, who cares? We pay for so much nonsense in this country. If it gets people vaccinated and gets this mask off my face any sooner, I am all about it. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's move into uh, Las Vegas local news real quick. All right, so I guess on a Monday they're going to announce a water shortage at Lake Mead. Do you know anything about this? I haven't heard much about it. All right, I um, believe clip I number clip number two, please. Do we have a clip two? Mm, I have a clip two on my list. But I don't see a clip two here. Here we go. The announcement for Lake Mead is expected. Let's see. A water shortage announcement for Lake Mead is expected from the Bureau of Reclamation on Monday. This is water levels continue to drop. Tonight, the lake sitting at 1,067 feet, down 20 feet from early March. Even when that shortage is declared, it shouldn't impact your water at home. 
the levels we'd likely be reduced to are still higher than what we use on a regular basis. That's good to know, but it's not good that there is a water shortage at all, right? Um, well, what's the deal with recycling water? Me and Eric, the neighbor, were talking about it. Um, so is it the, just the casinos that recycle their water or does the city recycle water as well? I'm not quite sure. I have to look into that. Yeah, we should look into that. that that's something like, we can put like a pin in. Like water, like the water you use to wash your hands and mm -hmm. take a shower. That's all supposed to be recycled water that they re reuse later on. Uh, so I think there is a system in place for that. Nice. And other local Las Vegas news, Caesars Entertainment guests were Caesars Diamond members. We never get this, but they won $446,000 jackpot. So congratulations to those guys. And so was the visitors, never the locals. And then, in other news, we do have a local that uh, did win something, and I'm going to let her tell it for you. This is clip 14. The Vax Nevada Days raffle is also awarding students some big tuition payments. Take the music down. One of the winners is an 8th grader at Sage Ridge School who won a $20,000 savings fund. Oh, she's so cute. Buckley spoke to 13-year-old... So this girl won $20,000. 13-year-old Kaylee wanted to get vaccinated before she went to STEM camp this summer. We were going to be traveling in a couple weeks after the vaccine came out. And we were going to be flying and seeing tons of family. And we didn't want to have to worry about COVID at the same time. The first shot was pretty okay. Let's just say, first of all, this girl is like so much smarter than like millions of people out there. It's a shot. It hurts. But uh, the second one was pretty bad. Uh, I was out for about 24 hours and then hmm. everything went back to normal. What she didn't know is that she'd been automatically entered in the Vax Nevada Days program, a giveaway of cash, prizes, and scholarships for those who get the shot. So the initial phone call came as a bit of a shock. Well, mom was at the beach with me and she was like, what a weird spam call, had your name and everything. So she talked to dad. And <laughs> I would have thought the same thing. Me too. The morning. Yeah, I've been thinking, you're not getting me, sucker. Seriously. I found out Seriously. that it was a $20,000 scholarship. I had just woken up. I was in my PJs. My hair was all over the place. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go eat breakfast. Oh, well, good job. Congratulations, that girl. In other local Las Vegas news, um, I mean, cannabis is legal here in this state. Marijuana, vaping, whatever. But um, what is not, I guess, is public consumption, even though people do it all the time anyway. Um, I mean, guilty. Present, present, and guilty. <laughs> not Jesse, though. Jesse, Jesse's too clean cut for that. Jesse. He'll never say his real name on air, but listen to that accent. He's our Ivy League educated Latinx political expert. And way overqualified for this podcast. Mm, overqualified. Well, earlier this summer, Nevada state legislator did pass a bill, AB 341, which legalizes the consumption of cannabis in lounges. And it looks like the first one is NUVU, NU, capital NU, capital VU, cannabis marketplace in downtown on Main Street. But I bet it's going to be super expensive. Just go buy some weed and be discreet and have a good time, people. You don't need all that. You don't need all that. You know what it was though. The reason for 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 these lounges was because if you bought weed, if you look, were staying on the strip, which most people that visit Las Vegas do, they stay on the strip. So if you bought weed, you weren't technically allowed to smoke it on the street or in your hotel room. So, dumb. so these consumption lounges are somewhere where you can go buy weed and smoke it there legally, mm. or you can just you know. Right. Lame. Dr. Whoever says lame. 
<laughs> All right, what else did I have? What else do I have? Let's get into some food news real quick. Healthy is hard on the Dr. Rubber Project. We'll be right back. Oh boy, 3 a.m. Another beautiful day of crusty crust. Another day servicing the masses. Diet, or did you lose it again? Honestly, I lost it again. Are you serious? Yes, sir. So, will you give me another copy? Mm -hmm. I love, I love that man. Well, um, if you like bacon and you're in California, you better be careful because bacon might disappear. Holly, stop playing games and lying to me. I've had some trouble with training still. And it's just a repeating record in my head that plays over and over and over until I give in. I want chocolate, I want chocolate, I want chocolate. I know there's people out there that love some bacon, Jesse. Bacon is like one of those things that like people would fight a war for. Um, I guess there's some rules going on, like free-range chickens. They want pigs to be free-range. And it might affect your bacon, so people, you'll have something else to complain about. I don't know, turkey bacon's just as good for me. I don't know if yeah. I've had real bacon in a long time. Me either. I'm, I've never been a huge bacon thing. It just, it looks kind of, it tastes good, but it's like milk to me. It just looks gross. I feel for people that like bacon, though. That's, that's, yeah, I mean, if you like it. I like certain things that, you know, other people might not like. Uh, be annoyed. Like, if I couldn't get chickens, I'd be really annoyed if I couldn't get chicken, you know? <laughs> So what's your favorite chicken sandwich, Mr. Jesse? Um, I'm gonna put you. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little uh, some choices up here on the screen, but you just be thinking about what your favorite one. And I'm gonna tell you, Canes is not one of the choices. It's not one of my favorites either. Canes oh, oh, is so good. <laughs> How can you not like Canes? It's just like delicious. That I'm excited to try this new Taco Bell chicken burrito sandwich thing, where it's like almost looks like a pita bread that they've shaped like a taco and just have a little piece of chicken in it. Almost like a little chicken tender. It looks delicious, Just Sounds pretty good. I want to eat it. Are you gonna put up your list or should I just yeah, tell you? Yeah, no, well, no, I wanna put up my list because I think you'd be surprised at how many there are. <laughs> Actually, I was. And then I looked at it and I was like, I was like, Cane's is not even on here. Cause try to try to name how many chicken sandwiches can you even name right now? If you, had, you tried to like name some, like if I had to name like all of them, I know like, Burger, Burger King has a new one. Burger King, okay. Popeyes is which is my favorite. Okay, has another chicken sandwich. Uh -huh. you know, McDonald's has one of their check off the list. Yes, McDonald's has their chicken sandwich. Uh huh. Uh, you have Cane's obviously has a chicken sandwich. Uh huh. You have Jack in the Box that has a chicken sandwich. Yes. Uh, you have Chick-fil-A, the devil chicken. Devil they, chicken, yes. They have their own uh, chicken sandwich. Um, pretty much, I would say most fast food restaurants have some type of chicken sandwich, including like uh, Carl's Jr. Yep, Sonic, Church's Chicken, Zaxby's, which is from like North Carolina. There's a Zaxby's, even though I don't go there anymore after the, the uh, sauce incident of... 2018, where the lady tried to charge me extra for a sauce, and so I we don't lost have, it! We don't have Zaxby's out here yet. 
Yeah, it's, there's no Zaxby's. Surprisingly, here. like Vegas is one of those places that has every single fast food uh, franchise you can think of. So out of on this list that you're popping up, there's Popeyes, Chick Fil A, KFC, Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, Sonic, Carl Jr., Zaxby's, Church, Jack in the Box, and Arby's. Out of all of those, we only miss Zaxby's here in Vegas, which is pretty pretty good for it if you have everything. So also, in food news, Wendy's has a chicken sandwich, and Wendy's is giving away free breakfast sandwiches today, Ooh. Friday the 13th. And it, But it says in the second paragraph, like, the fast food chain just announced that it is giving away free breakfast sandwiches on the traditionally unlucky day and on Saturday the 14th. And we'll have a feeling that Wendy's... And we have a feeling that Wendy's locations across the country are about to get really busy. So it's two days. Originally, I thought it was one day. So if you missed the chicken sandwich, whatever breakfast sandwich today for free, you can still get it tomorrow. It's you available. Say breakfast. I don't know about morning. Yeah, it's breakfast sandwich, I think. But could you get it all day? I don't know. They yeah, never tell just, you. That's a good question. They never tell you. They always want to get you in there, you know. I'd rather just pay for a sandwich if I want one that bad. And in other food news, tell me if you recognize this voice I'm about to play for you in your head. Little race. Bottle of the I can't breathe. I'm Amy. And I'm Tammy. And we're the Slade sisters. You're supposed to do a loopy. Shout out. Do you recognize these voices? I do. Between Who the are they? Those are uh, Thousand Pound Sisters. These are the Thousand Pound Sisters from the TLC show Thousand Pound Sisters, Amy and Tammy. And Amy just welcomed her son. And they were uh, photographed wearing matching Nightmare Before Christmas onesies. So congratulations to Amy. And I believe Tammy might have a baby too now. There's like a whole new season out, Jesse. We need to get on this. <laughs> it's, I hate to admit it, but I actually love this show. They they're, are they're, hilarious. They're funny. And also, you know, dealing with like their struggle to lose weight, obviously, which is the premise of the show. They actually generally have some talent of being amusing. They don't even like take themselves too seriously. They're so cool. If you can hear, if you never heard of them, this is a little bit of them. Get me out. It'll be better for us to get separated for a little bit. I'm trying to move forward, so get the f off my back. They always argue. We started this journey together, but there's only so much one person could date. You say you want to get off that walker? Okay, shut the f up. I'll do it when I'm ready. I try so hard not to freaking fight with you, but you keep digging in. You're not trying at all. Well, that's Tammy and Amy, and congratulations again for that baby. He's so cute. Hopefully, he doesn't get all fat too. Um, I've, I was being told that we actually have the clip of uh, Florida and their issues with COVID and their ventilators. So that's clip 13, please. We've been covering record-breaking COVID problems in Florida, and we're back with Doctor and Governor Howard Dean. Thanks for being here. All right, yes, so I want to make sure I actually had this first. So uh, we got uh, Howard Dean, doctor and governor, and he's going to talk a little bit about what's going on in Florida. And this is actually really, really, really good information. So I want to take a quick break, um, recalibrate, check your brain, get your brain working, put your thinking cap on because you need to hear this information, comprehend it, understand it. So when you're watching the TV, you know what is going on. Leave all the toxic vibes behind and get ready to clear the fog from your mind. 
It's time to get stimulated. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. All right, so uh, let's get into that clip of Howard Dean on MSNBC, please. Let's just start it from the beginning, and it's clip 13. We've been covering record-breaking COVID problems in Florida, and we're back with Dr. and Governor Howard Dean. Thanks for being here. Where was he the governor of? Thanks for having of? me, Ari. Howard Dean? Yes. Um, couldn't tell you right off the bat. I know, I can't either, but let's look that up if you don't mind. Is Florida worse off specifically because of Governor DeSantis's leadership uh, and choices, and what grade would you give him on COVID? I would give him an F. Uh, you know, you'd like to call him a crackpot. No, he's not. Ron Paul is a crackpot because he believes crazy things. DeSantis doesn't even believe what he's talking about. He is uh, totally unfit to govern in any way, and he's an embarrassment to every governor. I mean every governor, both Republicans and Democrats. A guy like this should never be in public authority. The good news here for the people of Florida is the people are actually going to are beginning to stand up to this. In the last 24 hours, there are a number of large school districts that have ignored DeSantis's crazy order. DeSantis is doing this to position himself to run for president with the MAGA people. But what he doesn't realize, and he's a smart guy, what he doesn't realize is that COVID sank Donald Trump's presidency, and it's going to sink DeSantis. Because the people of Florida, I don't think DeSantis could carry Florida if he ran for president right now. The, th the thing that's going to really kill him is the businesses in Florida that are really getting hammered right now. Who in their right mind would, would take a vacation or go visit anybody who lived in Florida right now? You I wasn't even thinking that. Like, would, I wouldn't even go. There's no vacation I would take right now that would cost money. Like, We even stopped going and staying on the strip in the hotels when they started the, the, the mask thing back because it's not worth it to pay money for a vacation to be, you know, treated like a child and have somebody tell you to put your mask on up and down all the time, you know, it's just not fun. Yeah, Vegas is one of those places where you just want to just chill and like not worry about rules. Sin City, like right? I haven't seen one thing saying Sin City or what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas in like a year. I feel like they want people to forget that. <laughs> all right, what you else really literally risk your life, especially if you have children. Yeah, you mentioned the, the public views there in that state. It's a state that often trends conservative. Um, but here's how DeSantis is doing. We checked on this among just likely voters there. Uh, he's dropped to under 44 percent. Um, Biden uh, doing better than him in a place where Biden is associated more with COVID safety measures than, than DeSantis. Um, uh, how does that reinforce... I guess so Biden's doing well, better in Florida than the governor is. doesn't me at all, but the most interesting thing is that Like I said, there's more smart people out there than there are dumb people. It was proved in the last election we had. But unfortunately, there's a lot of dumb people concentrated in certain areas. And if you have a bunch of dumb people, you might get a dumb leader or two here and there. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, DeSantis. <laughs> you know, you might get a wackadoo every now and then. But then they do these crazy, ridiculous things thinking they're going to get like a, a bump. And then what happens is they might get a bump for a little bit and then reality is going to set in and people are going to be like, oh, wait, that wasn't right. We, even though we thought that was right, all these people are going to have a come to Jesus moment at some point and be like, all right, maybe this virus is real. Maybe we should just get these vaccines, I think. <laughs> um, but on into some other sad news, unfortunately. We're going to get into uh, some... Stuck to ever sad, mad world. So grab that emotional support animal. We'll be right back. 
This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. So, it's a sad story, but you gotta talk about sad things sometimes. Um, if you haven't heard about this on the news, um, would be a little surprised. And a California father um, has been accused of killing his two children. Um, actually, down in Mexico, he took them down to like a resort town in Mexico, and ultimately stabbed them with a fishing spear in the chest and killed these children that were, I think, both under the age of five. His reasoning was he was enlightened by QAnon, thought the kids were going to grow up to be evil, and that his wife had some kind of lizard lizard DNA. This is a true story. Look it up. It's all over the place. It's on the news. If you don't believe me, it's it's a sad world out there that people are, are believing into this this nonsense. Um, does this go with mental health, Jesse, or is just as an isolated incident? It's, it's, it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's mental health and this this growing uh, spread around the world in Facebook and social media outlets where like this information is being disseminated and it doesn't help if someone obviously has some mental health issues like crazy things like this happen and it's kind of it's sad because you know the two kids were killed on their, their you know summer vacation they're supposed to have uh with their dad so it's and just think crazy that it it's crazy went to something the blame is something as stupid as QAnon. um i have a clip i don't know if i want to play it but we'll see what this is clip 10 please Accused of murdering his children in Mexico, says QAnon and the Illuminati made him do it. It is a shocking claim and a shocking crime. CBS 2 Susie Saez here with the really disturbing details in this case. Susie? Well, Pat, the FBI says tonight Matthew Coleman confessed to killing his two-year-old son and 10-month-old daughter with a spear gun and then dumping their bodies in a ditch near Rosarito, Mexico. The search for Coleman and the children began on Saturday. Coleman's right, so wife called Santa Barbara police. That's enough of that. As she um, said the family was getting ready for camping when right, her husband suddenly took off with their children. Oh, this on is just Sunday, music to brighten up the mood. To Mexico. Well, the thank you for putting me a music bed in here. Oh, I love this song. Hours later, he tried to cross back into the better. U.S. alone. He was stopped at the border, taken in for questioning, and that's pumpkins? when the FBI says he confessed, telling agents he put his oh, daughter the real in a box because he didn't have a car seat, drove his children to Mexico, then shot a spear fishing gun into their chest. The FBI says Coleman told them he believed his children were going to grow into monsters, so he had to kill them. Now, the FBI says Coleman also told them he was enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati and was receiving visions and signs revealing that his wife possessed serpent DNA and had passed it on to his children. And that killing his kids was saving the world from monsters. Now, back in Santa Barbara, neighbors, of course, just stunned. They say Coleman was a surf instructor, a good guy, and they say... We'll be right back. This is the Dr. Rever Project. Hang out. 
If y'all ever come to North Carolina, folks, y'all better uh, y'all better have your ducks in row and uh, be prepared to not be amazed. Y'all be cool, stay classy. I love everywhere in the world, but North Carolina. Y'all got a special, special spot in my heart. Y'all crazy. I fit right in. That's right. North Carolina does have a special place in my heart because I was born in North Carolina. Grew up in North Carolina. Went to college in North Carolina. And when things uh, come up about Fort Bragg and the military base, um, it pops, you know, in, into my brain because I've been there. I've been on the base. I've been to Fayetteville many times. Um, so I do want to, like, you know, play this clip and, you know, do a more of serious North Carolina news today. Um, of some, some of the people actually talking about what it's like to have to send their family members back to Afghanistan to finish up this war that never really ended. It's great to be back in Greenville with so many proud North Carolina patriots. Love our Thousands of Fort Bragg troops will be deployed to the Middle East as the situation there deteriorates. WRL's Fayetteville reporter... This afternoon, thousands of Fort Bragg troops will be deployed to the Middle East as the situation there deteriorates. WRL's Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bays joins us now live from Post. Gilbert? Well, Deborah, we've been able to confirm 3,000, possibly 4,000 members of the 82nd Airborne Division will be going back to Afghanistan. And this is a very tough pill to swallow for some Gold Star members who have already lost loved ones in America's longest war. As conditions deteriorate and the Taliban strengthens its grip on the country, American forces are headed back to Afghanistan. We're told their mission is to secure the American embassy and help evacuate civilians. Part of that force will include members of the 82nd Airborne Division. Right now they're going to Qatar. And then 3,500. Again, for helping process. Uh, and then 3,000 to the airport uh, in the next few days. Uh, and then there'll be a reserve force out of Bragg that will, that will stage out of Kuwait and that's roughly 3,500 to 4,000. The mission is extremely hard for Gold Star family member Sheila Harriman. After losing Stan there, it never occurred to me that I would be possibly facing such a thing again. Uh, this was the, the person I was speaking of. The husband went to Afghanistan, died in Afghanistan, and now they're sending the son to Afghanistan to clean up this war. I mean, that is sad and pathetic. Going back to the same place. Her husband, Chief Warrant Officer Stanley Harriman, was a Special Forces soldier from Fort Bragg. He was one of the first soldiers killed in Afghanistan. Now Harriman's son is a member of the 82nd Airborne Division and could possibly be sent to Afghanistan, the place where his father died. I remember when you and I first talked and I told you, finish the mission. Finish the mission so we don't have to go back. And right now, there's no exact word on when the 82nd Airborne Division will deploy. But, Deborah, you know that this post has the ability to send troops anywhere in the world that have wheels up here from Fort Bragg within 18 hours. Wheels up in 18 Boy, hours from Fort Bragg. To sleep. Have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name. Well, we can only hope that they get that all settled and put together. All right. Um, but Jesse, let's get on to, we got a new segment. We've never done this segment before. So let's see how it goes. This is Mad Money with Bad Bunny on the Dr. Rever Project. We'll be right back. My mission is simple, to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. Oh, 
So what's Bitcoin doing right now? Oh, let me check for you. Check for me. So Bitcoin has really been on the upswing with the last, you know, couple of weeks. I don't look mad, um, but I know. I don't really follow it all the time to figure out like what goes on with it. Uh, but I know like Elon Musk played a part when you would tweet stuff. Yeah, that didn't work. With the basket full of eggs. Yeah. No. You were an actual bad bunny. Yeah. And that's where it had to see. Yeah, Elon Musk was definitely like talking it up on um, all these things, but all those weird things, I don't even remember what they were called. Doge and... There, Doge wasn't, coin, yeah. Wasn't there like a douche coin? Or like Doge a, coin. Whatever. It's all douchey. Yeah. So, How did that uh, go? So Bitcoin's up like 5.81%. Uh, uh, Doge coin, as you were just mentioning, is up 7.39%. Uh, so right. it's doing pretty well. I mean, I, I don't invest too much to do... I do fifty dollars, fifty dollars a month. Is that month really that just, much money? Really? Like, no, it's not. Okay. It, I mean, it's it's enough if you add up. I got. So, you. say if you invested twenty thousand dollars in in what's it called Bitcoin, like last year, it, it dropped. You know, all the way to nine thousand dollars. So, if you invested twenty thousand dollars, it's now worth forty seven thousand dollars. Okay, because all right. It's, that's a good chunk of money if you yeah. invested some money in that yeah, for you know, sure. about a year ago. And it, one of its highs was $64,000. So, What do you think about these meme stocks that they talk about? Yeah, I don't know much about the meme stocks. Um, that's a whole new frontier. I'm barely grasping cryptocurrency at the present time. Um, so, mm, not too interested at the moment. Well, seems like Robinhood is positioning themselves to be the next meme stock. Uh, yes, I see that it's in billboard. Excellent. I'd like to buy 500 shares of Animotion Incorporated. Okay. Uh, now, before I execute this order, are you sure you understand the risks of stock ownership? Absolutely. So that's the problem. Most people don't understand the risks of stock ownership, and things like this are what happens. Robin Hood is about to cash in because that's probably what the whole point was all along. Robin Hood has set themselves to be the next meme stock, rising 82% early uh, Wednesday. So that's the whole point with this. They wanted to create something people would do that would go up and then cash out. Right. You can take that two cents, turn it into three cents, and well, that's more than you had yesterday. And isn't that the goal? In all seriousness. So, do you remember when Robin Hood like caused all this problem when they had like halt trading and all this stuff? Yeah, it was a huge issue with GameStop. So apparently, the same thing is happening right now with the Robin Hood stock itself. <laughs> like the frenzy caused them to have to um, halt trading multiple times in the recent trading. Um, Robin Hood was up a more modest thirty percent because of that, I guess. Um, the frenzy comes after Robin Hood finished. 24% higher on Tuesday, finally breaking above its initial public offering of 38%. Um, Robinhood is suddenly becoming uh, hugely interesting for these different like investors that are actual investors and also these GameStop kind of investors, which is what is making it go up. It's it's all the non-traditional people that makes these things go up like they do because people write articles and share it on Facebook. And it's almost artificially created, kind of like cryptocurrency is. And we all know from, if you don't know, but um, cryptocurrency uh, is, it's going to be the new vape pen. 
e-cigarette. Remember when e-cigarettes were everywhere and all willy-nilly, people were vaping and everything, and then the government swooped in and um, put some restrictions on e-cigarettes? That's about to happen right now with um, <laughs> all these cryptocurrencies. Odie just sneezed into the microphone. Yeah, right. Odie was taking a good long nap, and now he is up and ready to go. He's on all the right. hunt. <laughs> good. We're gonna about to close out anyway. We're gonna come back and we're gonna do our broken hip hop wrap up on the Doc Trevor Project. We'll be right back. Let's do it. Like I always play this game and ask if you know who these rappers are. Do you know who rapper YNT is? Capital YNT. I can't say I do. Well, rapper YNT June is dead at age 17 in a fatal shooting. Juan Batista Garcia, known to his friends as rapper YNT, has died at age 17. The artist who recently released a remix with Kanye West called Power was reportedly found dead in his car after being shot. So, too bad for that guy. Sad, sad to hear that, but, that sucks. you know, I don't know who he was, but if these kids are playing around in gangsterness, you know, what, what, what do you expect if you, like, play around in gangster nonsense. I mean, it's not, I don't think it, for some of them it's not playing around, it's just they actually live that lifestyle and they have a talent for, for rapping. And then so they I get mean, targeted? They get, well, they, they get famous and then they're still a target for what they, you know, live their life in, in the streets as. Well, and further broken hip-hop wrap-up news, two members of the hip-hop group affiliated with the Wu-Tang Gang. Do you like the Wu-Tang Gang? Wu-Tang Clan? I do like the Oh, whatever they are. <laughs> I can't say that C word. That's like that N and N word I don't like to say, Jesse. How do you even spell Wu-Tang? Wu-Tang? W-U-T-A-N-G. Is it like spelled like that? Yeah. What's their most famous song? I'm trying to think if I would even know a song. Uh, something Chambers. I was never the hugest Wu-Tang fan, but uh, I do like some of their music. What's this? We have just received a report that New York City is under attack by swarms of killer bees. They have been seen approaching from Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, and Staten Island. We urge you to stay in your homes at this time as we will be bringing you up-to-the-minute information. This just in. Police are reporting that there's a man on top of a skyscraper ready to jump. I'm told that he is possibly it's old dirty, the song. a oh, member okay. of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, old dirty bastard, the red man, method man. Okay. Okay. You know some of these rappers. I do, they, I do, became, actually. They became actual actors. I like method man. Okay. Well, do you know who, let's see, um, David Turner and Odon Turner are? Is Odon Turner old dirty bastard? Maybe. They're, eight, they're 45 and 42. Okay, it says, two members of the hip-hop group affiliated with Wu-Tang Clan were reportedly shot and killed in Portland, Oregon on Tuesday, August 10th. Rel relatives identified the two rap artists killed as 12 O'Clock and Murdoch of the Brooklyn ZU, according to Oregon Live. The Portland police identified the two men as 45-year-old David Turner and 42-year-old Odin Turner, who are cousins. So, I don't know, maybe we'll find out that, but... Hey, if you stuck out to the end, to the broken hip-hop wrap-up, 
Thanks a lot. Um, watch me stumble through some rap music. <laughs> Trying to figure out who some of these rappers are. Are you looking up anything interesting over there, Jesse? No, I was kind of looking for the Wu-Tang Clan. And there's uh, two hip-hop artists and cousins tied to Wu-Tang Clan. So maybe they were a part of the entourage. All right, well, thanks for sticking out to the end on the Doctor Whoever Project. Again, it is August 13th, Friday the 13th, 2021. I got Odie Monster here with Mr. Jesse, and I am Doctor Whoever. We're out for the day. I'm ready to get a drink. Later, everybody. See ya. The whole crew's back for season two. Cloud your ears with the Gucci knowledge. Logan, warning, stand clear. This could affect your test results. Okay, bye-bye.